Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, this is actually a recording of the 2021 Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. Hi there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another incredible interview where we're going to be talking to Pix Jonathan. She is absolutely amazing. If you have not yet seen her introductory video, head across to YouTube and check it out. She'll go through her backstory as to why she's actually become the courage, couragepreneur. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and how she is working to help to build your courage over um, overcoming adversities and overcoming trauma that we mm-hmm. that we go through mm-hmm. in our life. She helps adult survivors of child sex mm-hmm. abuse um, and other traumas that we that we are dealing with. So we are going to have an incredible time today. Now, Pix, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Jen. Thank you so much. And it is such an honour and privilege, you know, to be a presenter. There's other amazing speakers. They're all amazing. And you've done an incredible job bringing us all together. And, you know, those that are watching, absolutely take heed of what um, the speakers say. So, yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Me too. I'm, I'm having a great time and I'm so happy to have another Aussie um, on. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. And that's as, we're, that's as we're coming into Australia Day and all yeah. sorts of stuff coming up. Um, as we record, so it's fantastic. I'm I'm very um, very excited to be talking to you today. As we know, we go through different adversities in our life, mm-hmm. um, whether it's from childhood, whether it's post traumatic stress disorder, whether it's whatever we go through, and we need to build our resilience mm-hmm. and build our courage to recognise that we have that power within us. We, we are born with that power. We've just got to build that courage muscle, as you call it, to be able to, um, to move through it. So we're going to start off by saying, can you start off by explaining exactly what resilience is and how it actually relates to overcoming these adversities? Yeah, sure, Jen. Well, resilience, basically, everybody's got it, Um, especially in these times, we do need to be resilient. Sometimes we need to be more resilient. But what is resilience? It's really the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And, you know, it might be for someone that's really struggling, perhaps um, with depression, they struggle to get out of bed. 
-hmm. getting out of bed is being resilient and being courageous. And there's a, um, a video by Rear Admiral William um, McRaven, and he's got a lengthy video about it all starts with making your bed. So resilience, it's, it's just that capacity to recover from adversity. And you think, well, what's adversity? And as you know, we know adversity is not a competition either. It's basically a difficult or unpleasant or challenging situation. So when you build your courage or your resilience muscle, it helps you overcome with those. And I'll be honest, I lost my job in COVID. I had to put on my big girl pants, my courage pants and go, what am I going to do? You know, I'd lost my full-time income. So literally I had to focus on what I could do, not on what I couldn't do. And so being resilient, it's focusing on the positive and looking forward towards things. So it's kind of like falling down seven times, getting up eight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that adversity is something that we do all need to go through. It's because if we didn't, then we would have no reason to build our resilience because exactly, yeah, because we've got nothing to actually test us. And this is something that um, that teenagers uh, deal with a lot, mm -hmm. especially with with the rise in um, bullying and that um, found within the school yep. system and social media influences yeah. and you know that highlight reels, um, absolutely. And I know, like something I'm extremely passionate about is suicide and preventing yeah. suicide and suicide awareness. I did absolutely. lose my nephew to suicide. So he's part of my inspiration and motivation. And, you know, you, you touched on oh, just people needing to be resilient. If you don't have that adversity in your life, yeah, you actually got that proverbial silver spoon and you're not developing your resilience or courage muscle to cope with it. And that's where we're at. We're such a comparison, you know, society. But if you have that adversity, it does. It's like when you go to the gym, mm -hmm. you're not going to go to the gym and then get your abs or get your bias straight away. You need to build it over time. And it comes from one visit to the gym at a time and one adversity at a time. So it is just basically one step in front of the other. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's the thing we need to, we need to take it in little steps. And, um, and I've also lost, lost people close to me to suicide mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it is a hard thing to, to overcome and especially with the, with the rising amount of, of teen suicides. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and I've watched, there's some incredible YouTube videos on, um, on people that actually deal with bullying, um, mm -hmm. and, and with prevention of suicide as well. So, um, so being able to, like you said, being able to deal with the adversities mm. and teach our teens how to deal yeah. with the adversities as well. Um, mm. And the reason I, I also bring it back to that is because I do have two teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, my my um, daughter has been through through situations mm -hmm. of bullying as well. Um, and I think it's important that we instill in them that you know, bullying is about control. Mm -hmm. It's about the, the other person trying to control your reaction to it um, and trying and to they're usually power. struggling with their own self-esteem issues, which yes. is why they bully, because it, putting someone else down helps them feel better, which is absolutely the wrong way of, of doing it. And, yep. you know, they hang in gangs, some of them, and it's all about that wanting to belong, albeit yep. the wrong crowd. Yes, exactly. And it does, and it does, it does come down to power and it does come down to dominance. And I think the same 
the same sort of thing happens with with sexual abuse and mm -hmm. with other types of uh, trauma that occurs. So I think the resilience the resilience portion is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so you were talking a bit about courage. So what is courage, and why is it so important for us to build that courage up? And what are some oh. sort of little techniques or tips? Yeah. You yeah, well, courage, really. And I've got this plaque that sits on my desk. I and it. I know it's a little bit challenging but to read, but courage doesn't mean you don't feel afraid. It means you don't let fear stop you. And so it's, it's really yeah. having the ability to do something that frightens you. Literally, like for someone that is really struggling with their mental health, getting out of bed and facing the day is a real struggle for some people. So it's having the courage to do that. And Mel Robbins says that five, four, three, two, one, the five second rule, get out yep. and do it. Um, for me, yeah, for yeah, me, it was like- out of your comfort zone. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I just wanna, I just wanna pipe in, you've got that plaque of courage. I've got this plaque of strength. Oh, I love it. Right, yeah, and, and it says, mm. there are times when we are faced with challenges and we don't feel like ourselves. These are the times we need to push ahead and focus on the positive things in our lives. The smallest things can bring a smile, give us strength and make us feel better. Mm -hmm. So it's just like with courage, having the strength to be able to carry push on. Through. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I thought that yeah. was quite funny that you've got that there and then I've got this sitting yeah. here. So. Oh, well, birds of a feather, like <laughs> mine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. When you're on the right vibe, hun, you attract the tribe as you, you are. You certainly do. You certainly do. So yeah. you've got a seven-step system that I we do, can yeah. use to build mm -hmm. our courage muscle and mm -hmm. you put it into an acronym, which I absolutely love. So yeah. we're going to go through each of those seven steps mm -hmm. um, and we're going to start off with the C which yep. is connection and communication. Yeah, so can you go yeah. a little bit into that? Yeah, absolutely. And Jen, I was raised on communication. Both my parents have passed away, as has my sister. Um, but dad always said, communication, if you haven't got communication, you haven't got anything, which is no surprises why I communicate so yeah. much. And I'm all about connection. Yeah. So how I communicate, there's obviously offline when we can, COVID compliant, everything like that, and also online. I like to take it offline really quickly. If I've connected with someone online, whether it be on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or even Insta, I will often leave a voice message. That's like, you can't copy and paste a voice message. Like it is you like, Hey Jen, Pixie is so great to, you know, connect with you. It's like, well, that's not from, you know, copy and paste from that other message. So leave a voice message. And that takes courage for some people to do. Absolutely. Then I will say, would love to just jump on a call and find out a little bit more about what you do and kind of what floats your boat. And then I jump on a video call and pretty much most people that I've reached out to or who have reached out to me have taken up that. And you get that feel, you get that vibe, you get mm -hmm. that energy. So it's all about that better connection and communication. A biggie for me though, Jen, is I say it, but I wasn't really doing it. Two ears, one mouth. Yeah. You're interested in others, not interesting to others. So ask questions, shut up. And listen to the answers. <laughs> yeah, that is a biggie. And I've, I often say my purpose in this world is connection. Yeah. And so this is why I've created the summit. This is why I've created the Superconscious Success Family. Because I believe connecting with others is so critically important for, mm. for being able to, one, get the message out, but two, to get to know people on a deep level. 
and yeah. to get to see where where they're at and how what they need. Um, and so connection, and I love that you start off with the connection and communication. Yeah. And I also love that you do give those little um, little voice messages because yeah. it just mm-hmm. brightens up my day when I get a little message from Pix. It's really um, interesting, Jen, because yeah. like LinkedIn is a professional networking site and I've been on LinkedIn many years and I know there's influencers, you know, and actually my post yesterday was all about everybody's an influencer. You don't need to have half a million followers right. to be an influencer. But I will often leave a voice message for a new connection and they go, wow, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> and like these are business people. So, yeah, it's, it's all about... Yeah, making That's that connection. I didn't know. Can you do that on LinkedIn? Can you? Because there I you go. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Same as Insta. Yeah. Yeah. You Fantastic. just get more energy with yeah. out of the e in the courage, but yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely something that I think I'm going to start doing because um, it's amazing the people that you come in touch with, yeah. and it puts a more personal it uh, does. touch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it builds that connection because connection is so critically yeah. important. Yeah. And, like and I will say yeah. that um, only 7% of our words is actually attributable to what we hear and see. Mm. It is body language, it is tonality, it is cadence, the speed we speak at, everything like that. So it is very powerful what you say, I will say that, but it's also more powerful what package it comes in. Absolutely. And and hearing why, and understanding and it's yeah. like speak or listen to understand not to respond yeah totally and that's the thing i think some people you'll get into a conversation and it seems to always come back to who they are and what they're about yeah. um which can make it kind of you don't have an opportunity to step yeah. in and and so it's not about listening and so i mm-hmm. totally agree we need to be there to listen to them and um and yeah i think i think that's that's fantastic i think it's a good point to good point to bring up and i think this is why texting can sometimes be misrepresented yeah, same as emails and yeah. you know inadvertently you might leave caps on it's like that <laughs> shouting <laughs> i really didn't mean that and, and um, yeah and it's and, funny because with my yeah. teenager um sometimes like if if i text her or something she's at a friend's place or something i text her um, even just the simple change in the term okay yeah. makes a massive difference because I can just put a K yeah. and she thinks that it means I'm angry at her. Whereas if I put okay, then uh, it's a completely yeah. different mm. way that she mm. interprets it. So mm. I always make sure I put okay because otherwise, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and it's true. There are so many situations where people may misinterpret it because mm. you don't have that tonality. You don't have that, um, you know, the yeah, that personality exactly. Yeah, and um, little tip: do reread your message before you send them, because totally. like there's predictive text, and the difference between does and dies. Oh. And I went, I are very close. I've written dies. And it's like, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, no, I meant does. And especially <laughs> with autocorrect now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. For sure. So, so first we've got connection, we've got communication. Yep. Very, very important. The second one is O, and we're going to talk about having an open heart. Open heart. And this is so critical. Mm. So can you go a little bit into that? 
Yeah, well, it's about forgiveness and forgiveness starts with yourself. Mm -hmm. As we said in the intro, Jen, I'm a survivor of um, child sexual abuse. And not to impress you, simply to impress upon you that that's my story, that's my backstory. I actually had to forgive my perpetrator. I had to forgive my parents, even though they were, it was totally unbeknownst to them. Because, you know, I just realised that they didn't know, but I was still put in that situation. And most importantly, I had to forgive myself. Forgive Mm. myself of the shame, the guilt, that dirty feeling. Yeah. You can't give what you haven't got. So unless I started forgiving myself, I couldn't forgive others. And it's a really critical thing when it comes to having courage and your journey of self-healing from whatever abuse or trauma or adversity you've had. And psychologists, it's a conscious decision to actually choose to forgive someone. Because I remember there was a situation at my work, and I won't say where it was, but there were two toxic people, so Mm. much so that there were a number of people on suicide watch. And I, I wasn't one of them, but I chose to remove myself from that environment yeah. I literally left okay and I was really angry at that person one in particular and I went you know what that person doesn't even know I'm angry at them <laughs> I had to forgive them and I absolutely turned it around it's like wow I now love my life if it wasn't for that person I would not have left and I would not now love my life so I turned forgiveness or you know that anger into forgiveness and more so love and gratitude, which is another letter in the courage acronym. So it is absolutely a choice to forgive someone. And I do encourage everyone watching to forgive yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive yourself first. Yeah. Recognize that, that we're all human and mm. we all make mistakes and we're mm. not perfect and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay for us not to be perfect. It's okay yeah. for for things to happen. Mm, um, mm. But unless we do forgive ourselves for, for things that have happened in our life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and part of that open heart is being open-minded too, yeah. because you can have that open heart, you know, for yourself, for others, um, personally or prof- professionally, but having that open mind really does open your mind. It opens up new opportunities yeah. and, you know, such as the privilege of presenting here. I'm fairly new to the spirituality side of things and meditation and mindfulness and, you know, law of not only attraction, law of vibration as well. And then neuroscience and I'm understanding the brain more and the superconscious and the subconscious. So having that open mind allows you to have much more of that open heart and it's through forgiveness and letting go. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing and forgiveness, what people don't understand is that, we often will um, push against forgiveness because we yeah. feel that by forgiving somebody, it means saying it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, forgiveness is not about saying it's okay. It's about saying, I am taking my power back. Power back. Mm-hmm. And I will not allow you to yeah. um, affect me anymore. I've, yeah. I'm here to live my life. It has happened. It is the past. I can't change it. But um, I forgive you for, for what has happened. Um, because often the person that you're that you've been holding this anger onto yeah. for so long doesn't even know that you're angry. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. doesn't know. Even... Yeah. yeah, and they've gotten past it. They've moved on. I had another personal one. I was mm-hmm. in a narcissistic, toxic relationship on and off for four and a half years. 
I didn't value myself, so I kept going back to that person. They did attempt suicide, so that's another reason why I'm so passionate about it. And then I had to stand up to that narcissist. Mm. And the minute I did and took my power back, he absolutely stepped back. And that was when I made that decision to go, I am worthy. I am not putting up with this. I do not deserve this relationship. I deserve better. And something that helped me forgive was writing a letter. Yep. Yeah, I've done that before. But I burnt it. So no one else saw the content, but it was such a relief. And I do encourage others. If you're holding on to hatred or that negativity or that toxic thought about somebody else, as you said, Jen, they don't know it. Just let go or do something to remove that. Mm. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Fantastic tips there. I totally agree. The letter is a great thing to do. You never have to give it to them. Um, You can if you want. That is a personal choice. Some people do actually give it to the the person and Mm -hmm. it helps to free them. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have done it where I've written a letter to somebody that I needed to forgive and it was somebody very close to me. Um, And then I just burnt it. And yep. I felt it's so very cathartic. It it's is. like so powerful. It it's is like yes. <laughs> and, and you know, and I do the same thing on a on a um on a new moon as well, um, mm-hmm. because I like to go out and do my moon rituals, and um and so it's let go of what doesn't yep. serve you, and yeah. that's what you need to do. Yeah. So we're going to go on to you now, yeah. Um, which is which I thought is absolutely beautiful, <laughs> and that is to be uniquely uniquely you. we're well all unique. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the pix factor yeah. um basically as you said all 7.5 billion people on the planet dan we are uniquely ourselves and as dr sue says no one is you than you really so being uniquely me i guess what makes me uniquely me pix i've got a funky name i was only two pound two and my parent well actually it was my dad and my brother said i look like a little pixie so hence the name Pix or Pixie. You do, it's so and cute. It's like, well, that's me. So people go, oh my God, that's, you know, kind of, it so suits you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I've got that name and being so tiny and just all the adversities that I've had have made me so resilient and me uniquely me. And yeah. I just love that I'm on that continuous personal and professional development journey and I love sharing. So yeah, I actually, one thing that, through COVID, especially Jen, I thought I had to be more. I had to be NLP trained. I had to, you know, do um, the coaching modules and all that. And no disrespect to anybody that's done that. I do want to learn NLP. But someone said, Pix, you are enough. You know enough. You have enough. And it's like, you know what? Damn straight I am. When I realised that and owned who I am, It's like I've got so much lived experience. In fact, I'm um, a committee member on the Northern Beaches, well, it's Northern Beaches Cares, which is a suicide prevention network. And, you know, I've got lived experience with suicide. So it's just encouraging everybody to own who you are because you are all amazing. Just bloody own it. Absolutely. We all have our stories. We Mm. all have that which makes us unique. We don't have to compare with anybody else. Yes. Just be you because like mm. Pete said, you guys are amazing. You've got so much to offer. Um, just put yourself out there. Be yeah. courageous. Mm. And, and you know, another, another thing that comes to that is don't worry about the people out there that are haters. 
We yeah. don't need to worry about You're them. You're always going to get them. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do, wherever you are. There will always be people who are not in your tribe, nor do you want them in your tribe. Exactly. Mm. So be uniquely you. And I guess my passion and my vision and mission and everything like that. And my quirkiness, like I, <laughs> I laugh a lot. Uh, so that makes me uniquely me, Jen. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and like I said, you just light, light me up, Pips. And I think that that's something that you're, you're really fantastic at. Oh, thanks, um, so, so we're going to go into the R, which yeah. is another very important one. Actually, all of these are very important <laughs> because they all play a part mm. in you grabbing your power and being mm. the most courageous you. Mm. We're talking about the R, which is relationships. So what can someone do to develop real relationships and figure out those that are beneficial to them and maybe those yeah. that are. Basically be their best self and own themselves. Like mm. I'm all about authenticity and integrity. And, you know, people can say, oh, authenticity is such a buzzword and it's overused and all that. But one, you don't have to lie. When you're yourself, you are yourself. You don't have yep. to make up stories and remember, now, what did I tell that person? What did I say in that message? You are yourself. So relationships, and like I touched on before, it is about what can I give them? Because a wonderful friend and mentor of mine said, the heart that gives gathers. Yep. The heart that gives gathers. And that was Simon Reynolds. So when you give yourself of others, that's when you start, you know, developing real relationships. It's not like a networking event where you go and here's my business card, you know, contact me, you know. It's yeah. like really find out about people. What's their, what makes them tick? I don't really ask what do people do because I don't really care what they do. It's who they are. Yeah. What floats your boat? What are your passions? That's what I want to know. And so when you really drill down to who the person is rather than what they do, that's when you really start developing those real relationships. And as I said, I take it from online to offline as much as I can really quickly. Absolutely. And it makes a massive difference with what we said at the start about connection yeah. um, to build those relationships. Mm. And since, since doing the Subconscious Success Summit and building the brand, the amount of amazing relationships I've formed oh, yeah. is, is incredible and and you know the personal relationships as well as business relationships it's about knowing um who are going to be um beneficial for your life who are going to actually because yeah. some people are energy drainers oh yeah there's energy toppers and energy drainers and you know ending relationships whether it be personal or professional mm -hmm. you have to have your power you have to be courageous and you know there there's something, again, personal. I've been in Sydney two years and I like to connect with, you know, people that I like to connect with, basically. Yeah. And there's been two people who have said, you're all about you. You've got no value to add. <laughs> and go. they totally unfriended me on Facebook. And I was spending so wow. much mental energy on that. And yeah. Katie, my gorgeous girl, who I was living with, now she's living with her beautiful partner in the Netherlands, um, she said, Mum, why are you focusing on those two out of 5,000? Yeah. Literally. And it was like, you're so right. You know, these five-minute friends, mm -hmm. I've got long-term 30-year friends who yeah. know me. They know my quirkiness and uniqueness and they know who I am and what I have, do, be and give. And it's like, why am I focusing on these two? And then I just had to let go. And so yeah. there are definitely relationships, personal or professional, that you have to let go. You do. Yeah. And I think that I think that 
Um, it's important that we don't try to change who we are to yeah. fit in with somebody else's expectations yeah, of us. Mm, yeah. So, um, so if somebody does not accept you for who you are, they are not supposed to be in your life. Yep. So, um, so just re recognize that as you build that courage, have the yeah. courage to let go mm -hmm. of those relationships. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, so we're going to go on to the A. And that is attitude. Uh, this is, we love they're it. all my faves, but this is probably my extra faves. Um, and I will be honest, um, over Christmas and New Year, like I'm an extroverted, family-oriented person. COVID just put the wind up everybody. Yeah. But I spent a lot of the day on Christmas Day by myself and New Year's Day by myself, New Year's Eve. And I went, wow, this is so different. I did get in a funk. And I was like, wow, you practice and preach about attitude, girls, and you got a shit one at the moment. And I went, it's okay. I told my kids because, you know, I didn't have them around. And they said, it's okay, mum. You can't be up all the time. So they were my little mentors. Um, and, yeah, so now what I do for my attitude, it's what you feed your tummies and what you feed your minds. Um, I've got two online health and wellness businesses that support my coaching. So yes. one is based off frequency therapy, mm -hmm. so enter the Healy. Um, yes. And the other one is a nutrition, skincare and cosmetic business. And that's in six countries. So I'm really learning about the gut brain connection. So mm -hmm. what you feed your tummies. Also, you know, I'm so grateful. That helps feed my attitude. And literally before this <laughs> interview, I'm dancing around the house because <laughs> yeah. I needed to top up my amazing attitude. I wanted to give my best for your listeners and your viewers, Jen. So, you know, I love Alicia Keys, Girl on Fire and oh, Rachel Platten, Fight yeah. Song, um, Kesha, This Is Me, you know, all those pump up songs. So that's what feeds me. Um, going to the beach as well. I love going to the beach. That tops up my attitude. Meditation. Yeah. I'm a beach crew leader for making meditation mainstream. Fantastic. So I love that as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's put more mindfulness in my day and helped me become calmer. I'm still crazy, energetic, high, you know, active. I'm also much more calmer. And I think I've had about probably maybe two or three tear sessions yeah. in COVID. And over the course of like what's coming up for 12 months now, that's pretty damn good for a menopausal 54-year-old <laughs> to go, okay, yeah. So, yeah, just, and yeah. as Tony Robbins says, you've got to change your state to change your attitude. Absolutely. I always and thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Motion creates emotion. And it's like, no, if you're feeling down, nah, nah, no, yeah, you've got to get out of action, get into action to get out of that funk state. That's right, because, I mean, even just how you stand and how you walk and mm -hmm. your, how your body is will, will change how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I, often, I often say, like, if I'm feeling a little bit sad, mm -hmm. then I just smile. And, and yeah. it's, it's hard to do sometimes oh. if you're not feeling like it, but yep. you cannot be angry or you cannot be sad if you're smiling. It yeah, is... Yeah. It is the way that it works mm. but the thing is that i love music too yeah um my kids are what's your fave song jen your uh, fave pump up song or have I you have, got one? do you know what have you ever have you ever heard um i love my life by ronan keating i love you yeah it is oh it's my life no i love my life i would sing except i'm really bad at it and yeah. i don't want to put my <laughs> listeners through that but, <laughs> 
but it's it's all about loving who you are and loving yeah. your life and and I have a whole playlist and yeah. um and I'm actually going to put that in um under your show notes in the playbook yep. because mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really important that people create their own playlist of oh, songs. Oh, definitely. That pump pump up songs. It's literally, you have to change your stuff. In fact, I'll give you an example. I was at a Tony Robbins seminar here in Sydney before I moved down here. About 2,000 of us. He got us all into a suffering state. He said, yep. You think of something that makes you so sad, you know, tears at your heart. And I did think of my nephew's suicide because it was post that. And I wasn't tearful but you know there were others in the audience that had their own suffering state and were and you know you could just feel the energy absolutely drain yeah and then he put on music and then we're dancing we're hugging and there were tears of joy yeah and to go from like the absolute depths of feeling so low momentarily to changing that your energy so that really reinforced that you change your state to change your mindset and it was like, yeah, it's such a decision. It absolutely yeah. is. It is. And, and my daughter, um, she's a big proponent of this. If she's mm -hmm. feeling a little bit down because, you know, she's 16, so she's hormonal yeah. and, you know, we, yep. we yep. feel like that at 16. Yeah. Um, the first thing she does is she goes, Mum, I'm going in my room. I'm going to blast the music. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah. I am 100% okay with that. I said, mm -hmm. you go for it. Yep. Um, and by the time she's finished listening to her music, she's all pumped up again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that we need to listen to that and we need to change that state from, from one where we're feeling sorry for ourselves or we're yeah. feeling down to one where, wow, life is great and, yeah. and yeah. I feel good. So, yeah. I'm so when we, saying like yeah. this toxic positivity where is, like totally. you sugarcoat everything, yeah. it's all unicorns and, you push and it rainbows. Down. Life yeah. isn't. No, no way. No. Especially now. Um, it's the matter of, acknowledging that yes. like i had to acknowledge my christmas festive funk um yeah. and then go okay tomorrow's a new day but then pull myself out of it so yeah, yeah just absolutely. do whatever you need to do to get out of it you know and there are people willing to help so please reach out to others absolutely and and so talking about that we go to the g where we're talking about mm -hmm. gratitude yeah and like attitude gratitude is equally as important so yeah. why is gratitude so important and how do you begin to instill it in your life when maybe things are feeling like, mm. you know, what have I got to be grateful for? Yeah. I mean, I was always brought up well-mannered. Please, thank you. You know, and often you say thank you by rote. Yeah. But mean things like thank you so much, Jen, for this incredible opportunity, for this super summit. You know, I mean that. So meaning the words rather than just saying them. Yep. Also with gratitude, it, it just literally helps you feel more positive, being grateful. And I'm not talking about, you know, the earth shattering things to be grateful for. I have a gratitude rock all around my house. Is it significant? No, no. but yeah, <laughs> I look at it. It is such a visual reminder to go, what am I grateful for? On my phone, I have a notification, not an alert because that's the negative connotation. I have a notification at 12.34, which has been off because, you know, um, it's I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. Each and yep. every day, Monday to Sunday, what am I grateful for that day? It might be the beautiful refreshing rain. It might be a beautiful sunrise, whatever it is. When you start putting yourself into that gratitude state, it changes the endorphins, the feel-good hormones in the brain. So it really is 
you know, a physiological benefit for being grateful. And I also have a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. I write down five things that I'm grateful for each and every night. Sometimes I write down what I'm grateful for in the morning. Um, but most nights I write down those five things. So having that grateful heart, you're just calmer, you're more focused and you, you literally are more thankful for things. And, and you aim to see the positives in life rather than the negatives. And there's a part of your brain, the RAS, the reticular activating system near the amygdala. What you think about, you bring about. So the more grateful you are, the more positivity you literally attract into your life, vibrational. Absolutely. And it's also the more grateful you are, the more positive people you bring into your life too. Oh, yeah. The vibration is naturally higher. So that's fantastic. Um, we're going to go to the last one, which is the E, and that is to enjoy life. We are here to enjoy life. So how do you go about bringing joy into your life when you've spent so long focused on the adversity and the trauma that you've gone through? Yeah, just the past is the past. The future yeah. is the future. The present is the present. That's yep. all we have right mm -hmm. here, right now. That's why it's a gift. So I do enjoy each and every day. Yep. Yeah, I was in the funk over festive season, but hey, it happened. Mm -hmm. But now I live life. I love life. My passion. I'm living my passion of empowering and educating others to live their best life. My life is far from perfect. Absolutely. Mm -hmm but I literally dance in the circumstance and, you know, doing presentations online, offline when we can, um, connecting with people, going to the beach. That's my oh. go-to. I'm a water sign. I'm cancer. So mum and even though I was born in Ballarat, like inland, we used to holiday by the beach and we did have a beautiful painting of a ship, a sailing ship on the ocean, of course. And so I kind of always had that visual up there. And now I chose or choose to live by the beach here in Sydney. It's a conscious decision to do that. So that allows me to enjoy life and, you know, taking time out with family, friends, my partner, getting off my device yep. is one thing that's a biggie for me, um, especially having, you know, being an entrepreneur and online businesses and just having time out and meditation. So that's pretty much how I enjoy life. Fantastic. Well, do you know what? I have absolutely loved going through your seven-step process. Um, the seven steps is everything that I, I try to instill in, in my life and, yeah. um, and I see you do as well. Um, and I hope that everybody has gotten a lot of value out of this and that you can start to bring that power back, that you can start to be courageous mm. and you can start to recognize that um that you are so worth it mm -hmm. and you are so worth forgiving yourself and forgiving others and um having that open heart and that open-mindedness to to recognize that everybody makes mistakes mm -hmm. and um and forgiveness is so important um in in being able to push through that so yeah. thank you so much for being here with us today pix i have so loved having you and you're a shining light to, to us all. So really appreciate it. But before we go, can you just let our listeners know um, everything is going to be in the playbook mm -hmm. um, under your beautiful picture and, and everything else. But can you let everybody else know where they can find you? What yeah, you have sure. To well, I'm very active on socials, on yep. Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn, and also on TikTok, all under my name, Pix Jonathan. 
that's P-I-X-J-O-N-A-S-S-O-N. Um, and I do have my website, pixjohnson.com. And, you know, we've got wonderful bonuses there. And I love connecting with people just simply to have a chat and find out about them. So please feel free to reach out and connect and communicate with me. And yeah, just uh, again, thank you so much, Jen, for this awesome um, Super Summit and also the honour and privilege of presenting here. Oh, thank you so much, Pix, and we'll keep in touch. And